welcome back to another episode of CMAC, Common Misconceptions About Christianity, with your hosts, Sab and Z. Today's misconception is, once you're saved, your life is perfect. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be saved, why people think that being saved automatically means that their life will be perfect with no hardships or trouble, and just talk about some people in the Bible who went through hardships and went through troubles but overcame it. And also just a little bit of what to expect after your save. And then we're going to talk about our lives and our hardships that we went through after being saved. Now let's explain what it means to be saved. Being saved means that you gave your life to Christ to follow God's word and do and to do his works that he put out for you. This means that like you have a personal relationship with God, that your past sins are forgiven, and you've received eternal life that only Jesus gives. Giving your life to Jesus means that you recognize that he is the only way and you commit to following his ways so that you, bec- you can go to heaven. Like it says in John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I am the way and the, and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And now to talk a little bit about why people think being saved means that their life will be perfect with no hardships. It's all going to be sunshine and rainbows. A lot of Christians like elders in the church, pastors, staff, just people who have been Christians for a while, set high expectations for new believers that they have to be perfect and sinless like Jesus, but fail to realize that it's just unachievable. And also a lot of churches fail to put the not-so-fun parts of the Bible in, like don't have to talk about them, especially in Sunday schools and youth groups. They don't teach kids that... The heroes that they talk about struggled a lot in the Bible and didn't live perfect and sinless lives, and it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Moses was a drunkard and a murderer. David cheated with a woman named Bathsheba and then murdered her husband. Job lost everything, his whole entire family, his land, everything he owned because God wanted to prove a point. Peter, Paul, all of Jesus' disciples were persecuted for years. A lot of them were beheaded for the sake of Jesus. Jesus was doubted by a lot of people, even his followers. Along with that, he had to die a gruesome and unimaginable death. So even Jesus, who lived a perfect and sinless life, still went through hardships and trouble. Rahab was a prostitute before she gave her life to Christ. Solomon had over a thousand wives and concubines, but he was one of the most wisest kings ever. The list goes on. But the point is that all these people dedicated their life to living out God's mission, but still felt short because they're still human. Jesus directly says to us in John sixteen thirty three, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. But it doesn't end there. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, So I take pleasures in my weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Suffering is inevitable. After the Garden of Eden and sin entered the world, ensuring that people will suffer and that life won't be a piece of cake. But when Jesus died on the cross, he said, Despite our suffering, it's not the end of our story. Jesus himself asked not to die. He said, Father, take this cup from me. 
because he knew the pain that he was about to face, but he did it for the sake of humanity. As Christians, we are taught to repent for our sins and embrace our weakness, because in our weaknesses, his glory shines through us. Many people also believe that once you're saved, you aren't going to go through troubling times and life is just perfect because that's what they're taught and that's they see a lot of Christians live out the joy of the Lord. And as great as that is, that gives them the false reality that that's what it's going to be like all the time. And the harsh reality is it's just it's not true. No one has a free pass of life, but the difficulty, the difference with being saved is that you're going to have God right by your side to help you through it all. So despite having to go through all the troubles in life and not living that perfect life, it makes it easier because we have the joy of the Lord and peace that only God can give us. So what should you expect after your life is saved? Once you're saved, your new life in Christ begins. This is where you start drawing closer to God and make sure you do what pleases Him. Being saved is like getting a new plant. You need to take care of it and nurture it so it grows and flourishes. It's the same way with your salvation. You need to constantly be taking care of it and doing the things that are going to help your spirituality grow. If you leave it as it is and continue on with your old life, it's going to eventually die. And it's the same with, you know, with your spiritual your spiritual life um ex- you should expect to deal with some trials and tribulations and temptations just saying this plain and simple the devil the devil doesn't like that you're saved he wants to destroy us and try to stop anything god has in store for us so he's going to try with everything he has to destroy what you worked so hard to do for god this means that the devil is always going to be around the corner and he's always going to be watching he knows our weaknesses and he tries to use it against us to destroy to deny what god has for us We can't let that happen, and the only way to stop that from happening is to grow more spiritually and grow with your relationship with God. God is the only way we can do anything and overcome anything, so we have to look to him no matter the situation. Even Jesus went through his own trials, being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. It's said in Matthew 4, 11, uh, 1 to 11. So in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the hardships we faced after giving our life to Christ and try to relate it to a character in the Bible. Um, so mine, I'm just going to explain the Bible, the, the story, the Bible story first, and then I'm going to explain how it relates to my life. So when Jesus told Peter he was going to deny Jesus three times, Peter at first did not believe he himself was going to do that. Peter thought his faith in Jesus was strong and that he was going to deny it and he wasn't going to not deny him. Until he did, and when he realized he did, he felt unworthy to be Jesus' disciple. So he went to do his own works, thinking that it was the end. But in the end, Peter was restored by God to do his good to do his good works. This shows that with God anything is possible and he'll provide anything you need for the challenging times you face. Um, I can relate to this story because in my mind and conscience I want to do what is right in the eyes of the, in the eyes of God. But sometimes I fall short, or I do something I know God won't be pleased with, and I feel down. I begin to be hard on myself, saying negative things that may not necessarily be true, but I start to believe them. And before it gets too deep, God comes running in, showing me the complete opposite. He encourages me to continue do, to do his works. Uh, he forgives me for my faults because he knows my heart, and he doesn't let my sinful body get in the way from his blessing in my walk, from Christ, my walk with Christ.
Bible character I picked to relate to was Jonah. So for those of you who don't know the story of Jonah, quick recap is God called him to the city of Nineveh to preach because they were really wicked and God wanted him to go to Nineveh to tell them to repent. And Jonah was like, no. And got on a boat and sailed to the complete opposite side. And while on the boat, this huge storm came and he ended up in the belly of a whale. Three days later, whale spits him out. He's in Nineveh. And he ended up telling the people of Nineveh to repent, and they did. And then the end of Jonah is basically just Jonah sitting under a tree, kind of mad and complaining that God didn't rain impending doom on them, even though they repented. I kind of relate to Jonah in a way because there are times in my life where God asks me to do something and I don't want to. Like, when I was trying to find colleges and God called me to the college that I'm currently at, at first I was like, I don't know, man. And I had other colleges like lined up and I was just going through and God just kept pressing it on my heart. And I had to fast and pray and ultimately I ended up here, but I didn't want to at first or I wasn't sure or like I didn't know if I was actually hearing God. And then there's also been times in my life where I've asked God for like peace over a situation or just patience or whatever. And there are times where the situation ends differently, but not in a bad way, but not in the way that I wanted to. And I would get mad at God. And he's like, I gave you what you asked for. It just wasn't in the way you asked for it. And I feel like a lot of people do that, especially in their walk with Christ where either God calls them somewhere that's out of their comfort zone or calls them to do something that they don't usually do or they just flat out don't want to. And they might not go in the complete opposite direction, but they might be really hesitant to get there to that point where they live out God's mission. And sometimes things happen in life that we wanted one outcome and God gives us the complete opposite and we complain and you know just get mad at him and then it takes time for him to like for us to realize that like what he did was for the good of everyone not just for us because God doesn't make decisions for one specific person on the planet he makes it for the good of everyone becoming a Christian doesn't guarantee instant happiness it doesn't mean our lives are going to be perfect they're even easy god tells us that himself we just learn to respond differently to situations rather than getting mad upset being scared we learn to put our trust our hope and our faith in god and that everything's gonna be all right no matter what happens and we learn to become calm and still in the storm. The storms don't go away. And sometimes they can even get harder and worse to sit through, but we learn to respond differently. And we learn that not everyone in the Bible is perfect. Not everyone in the Bible has a perfect, happy life. Jesus and his disciples faced a lot of stuff 
as well that we might not even understand but they got through it and they did it for the sake of his glory and his kingdom so that's one thing that we can learn from becoming a christian it's probably one of the most important things you'll learn when becoming a christian if you liked what you hear and you want to hear more make sure you follow us we're on anchor spotify and apple podcast so make sure you follow us and like the podcast